Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Cool Mom 101. It's your host, Emily Kylo here. I hope y'all had a fantastic weekend and are just having a lovely week so far. I wanted to share quickly something I've been doing, incorporating into my daily kind of rituals that has been super amazing, and that is setting aside a couple times a day to do some breath work. And I actually got this recommendation from my acupuncturist, and it has been really good. I I will tell you, I meditate in the morning, but this is like more throughout the day. And I'll set aside 10 minutes at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. where I just sit and breathe. And I usually do like a box breath. But yeah, I've noticed a really big shift already. So try it out if that's something that speaks to you. All right. So for this episode, I'm joined by Tess Sloan, who is the co-founder of 1111 Talent. And Tess is just such an incredible woman. She's got a lot of passion, a lot of drive, and you can tell she really loves what she does. And almost more importantly, she loves her life. Like she's just oozing that joy. And actually part of the conversation made me a little emotional. So stay tuned for that. So Tess and I chat about being intentional about creating your dream life and vision about defining what success looks like for you, because it's not the same for everyone. And it shouldn't be. We talk about tips for parents who are returning from parental leave and specific things you can do before you're going on that leave, so preparing to go on paternal leave. We also chat about meditation and how it supported her through a tough transitional time. So this is just a really beautiful conversation, and there's a lot of value in her tips there. She is a complete expert in what she does, and yeah, I hope you love this episode. Let's get to it. Here is episode 24 with Tess Sloan. I'd like to welcome you, Tess. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to do this. Woohoo! Podcast episode. We're in. We are going to jump right into the mom fashions. Okay, awesome. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) What is the best part of being a mom? Uh, The best part of being a mom, really, it's just such a privilege to spend time with a human being from their birth and kind of walk them through every phase and stage of their life and just be there to witness it. Um, and I also think, especially when they're little, just seeing the world through their eyes, they just really bring you back to, you know, those daily moments of wonder and imagination. And, and that's, that's been a really beautiful thing. 
Absolutely. I love that. I love that you said both of those parts. And I think the everyday joy and magic is especially uh, helpful right now, let's say. Yes, I totally (laughs) agree. Yeah. (laughs) And what is the hardest lesson you've learned so far as a mom? You know, what really smacked me right across the face was a big learning is that, you know, when you're a parent, um, Dr. Shafali says this really well. She's the author of the book, The Conscious Parent. And she says, like, she has a quote that says, it's, it's crucial to realize you're not raising a mini me, but a spirit throbbing with its own signature. And so that was a really big learning for me that my kids are not mini versions of me. And they're not going to like the things that I like or do life the way I think it should be done. They're my only job is as a mother is to kind of create the conditions and an environment where they feel safe and loved enough to be who they are. Yes, that is a very, very admirable lesson. And I think one that is good to learn early on. And I have definitely been learning that early on as well, as you had to have to let go, let go of your expectations. Totally. And just let them be who they are and not see everything as a reflection of you. That part can be quite freeing, right? Especially Mm -hmm. when you're little jerks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can kind of have some separation between it and just like constantly reminding yourself, you know, your job is to let them be who they are and give them the space to play and figure out who that is. And that's, that's such a gift, right? Yes, definitely is. In what ways do you experience mom guilt and how do you work through that? (laughs) Okay, so I have a couple of strategies here um, to work through it. But I think like what immediately springs to mind around mom guilt is like all experience that when I, if I snap at them or I answer something too abruptly because I'm kind of focused on other things, um, and then I, I immediately just feel so bad about it. And I will give it a minute, but I always go back and clean it up with them. You know, like I get my ego out of the way and I let them see me and who I am and someone that's just learning and evolving just like they are. Um, so that's how I clean it up. And the other thing I've started doing recently, which, is, which I'm really getting a kick out of, is um, when my kids are like, it's not fair, you know, Nido's mom lets him have PS4 all day and you don't let me. I will say to them, you know what? I always say to them, and I do believe this, that, you know, our souls chose each other. Like they chose me and I chose them. So I just like, I just push it back on them. I'm like, you know what, man? You chose me to be your mom. So that's on you. <laughs> you just make Nigel's mom. <laughs> I actually love that and have never heard it explained that way. And I'm going to adopt this 1000%. I just bring the book because they can't really argue it. They're like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I did pick you. <laughs> that is actually amazing. I love it. <laughs> so if you, could, if you could tell your past mom self, so you've been a mom now for, is it nine years? Yes, my oldest is nine. Yeah, nine years, so almost a decade of momming. That's amazing. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you could think back to, you know, your new mom tests. So maybe you have like a 
newborn baby. What would you want to tell that Tess? Uh, I would want to tell her the best thing you can do for your children is to just live your life fully and authentically, whether that is um, accepted or not, or whether that is the mainstream way or not, but the biggest gift you can give your babies and give your kids is to live a big life and, and filled with everything, with joy, with pain, with failure, success, and allow them to witness all of it um, because it will give them permission to do the same. Yes, I love that. I would love to hear about 1111 Talent, your business. So if you could yes. tell me how it started. I love hearing the origin story. And sure. then just what it's all about. Okay, great. So 1111 Talent is a business I co-founded with my partner, Alicia Adams, and it's a global recruitment agency. So Alicia and I have both been in recruiting for the past like 15 years. We worked in-house for some really great global brands like Lululemon, Kidneys, um, Earl's. We worked for recruitment agencies. Um, and I think it happened after I had Jack. I had a real shift in my career. I was at Lemon. I was on the corporate track. I was progressing my career. And I just had this shift in like, I love working. I love my work so much. And I also love being a mom. And I need them to come together more. I need them to be, I need this to be a more holistic experience because the way I want to show up as a mom isn't one that comes home at six every night. I want to be there I want to be there at three o'clock when they're finishing school. So that became my goal. And I actually wrote that down as one of my goals at Lululemon without any idea of how it was going to manifest or I would make it come possible. Because when I looked around, all the women in leadership roles that I admired were, they weren't leaving at three to pick up their kids, right? Like they were there all hours. So I was so intentional about how to create this. And we started a, I, I guess I figured the only way I could create it was to open my own business and work for myself. I ha had no goals to be an entrepreneur, but I did have a really big goal around picking out my kids from school every day. So I, Alicia and I started a, a side hustle called Talent Lab where we would put on these big recruiting conferences for our community. And it just slowly and slowly morphed into this recruiting agency where we got to the point where it took us four years before we opened 1111, but we did it off the side of our desks and we were recruiting and we were holding these conferences. We were building this brand. And then we had the opportunity where we were, kind of, we were making as much money in our side hustles and, and our full-time job. So it was like a now or never moment. And my goal was to start my own business by the time my youngest was in kindergarten. So when Samuel started kindergarten, three o'clock, I was there to keep wow. up. And it was a huge, like a huge successful moment in my life that I will never forget. Wow. That like made me emotional. Just, oh. <laughs> I think, I think it's just so powerful to hear you say that, you know, you, you had, I think it's just important to note you had part of this vision that you knew you wanted, 
Mm-hmm. Like you said, you didn't know it was necessarily entrepreneurship, but you knew like in your heart that you wanted to be there at three o'clock to pick your kids up and be that type of, like have that level of involvement. So I think it's really right. cool, to, cool to hear like how it kind of evolved to make yeah. that happen. And I just like started with that one vision, like at three o'clock I'm there every day and and I don't think it's bad if parents are not there at three o'clock. Like you just have to figure out what it is for you. And for me, you know, when I look back on my childhood, I didn't have that. My parents both worked full time. I didn't see them till late in the evening. And I think I was just a kid that needed that, you know, like somebody to be there at the street. So I kind of carried that into my own um, vision of parenting. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that. That's going to be an important thing for me to do. So I at three o'clock every day I gotta tell you I am the happiest mom on the school ground I'm just like every day at three I'm like so I'm like I'm here I'm doing it I'm here (laughs) (laughs) and it's such a good like parameter for me of um am I on track or off track you know like the business has exploded and it's grown so much and we're operating globally and and for me my measure of success is still am I at the school at three right? So if my business goes so big that I can't be there, I'm off track. Right. Because then it's just not keeping that in check. And we do want to grow and scale, but it's like making sure that we have the right support around us so that I can stay true to my vision of being there at three. And I don't lose sight of that. It's the only measure of success I keep. It's it's my only metric, you know, am I doing, am I on track or off track? Yeah, that's perfect. That's like your North Star. And you know, if you're hitting that and you're aiming towards it, then you're good. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. I saw on um, 11.11, you did a series recently asking or telling about, telling stories about people's why. Mm. I think you've kind of touched on that a bit, it sounds like already, but what is your why? Yes, and I think this is something that can really grow and evolve as you grow and evolve. And at this point in my life, my why is to have a really connected relationship with my sons while they're in this phase of their life, their childhood. Um, And my hope is that that creates a really strong bond for us for the rest of their life. So what gets me up is, is that is having a really close, connected relationship with my son. So beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Now switching gears to talk a little more specifically about um, kind of your recruitment background. Mm. I was curious, because I get this question a lot, um, what are some tips for people returning from parental leave usually it's maternity leave, but what are some tips that you have for the people in that stage of their career? Right. So when they're um, preparing to leave or when they're coming back? Maybe both actually. Okay. So I would say, you know, parents, like especially women, when you're preparing for maternity leave, um, it's so awesome, you know, before you go to have a meeting with your boss or your leader to talk specifically about what your career goals are and what you want to do and what you want to get up to when you return to work. So really setting the tone and being so intentional about this is not 
you're not taking a break from your career. I mean, the biggest lessons in leadership I learned were on both of my mat leaves, you know, like you come back stronger every single time. So really embody that energy and set the tone of like, hey, when I'm back, here are what my goals are. Here's what I want to get to. I really want to understand where my gaps are so I can be working on those while I'm on my maternity leave as well. Um, you also want to have a strategy session with yourself to think about, you know, what's the role you want to come back to? Is it the one you're currently in? You'll have to have some agility around that because understand the business will change while you're away as well. And maybe this is a great opportunity for you to pivot if you've been thinking about changing roles. Um, what else? I think when I went on my second maternity leave, I was at Lululemon and I was really on a really great trajectory in my career. And part of me had a bit of fear of like, is this going to slow me down? And I had a really great leader at the time and I'd asked her for some projects that I could work on um, that weren't time sensitive, that would just keep me active and developing and growing in the realm that I wanted to in my career. And she was really kind enough to put something together for me. Um, and sometimes I would have, you know, a day to myself without the baby. I'd have somebody look after one of my sons and then I'd go to a coffee shop and I'd work on it. And I'd just get back in that vibe of being, you know, about my career again, because it's such a passion area for me. And I needed to keep that lit, you know, during my maternity leave so that can be a good tool to do as well if you have a leader that's going to um support you in that way yeah I think that's a really great example that I haven't really heard I don't think ever but I was mentioning to a friend of mine that I felt ready to do some work probably around the six month mark obviously For me, it wasn't that I would want to be full-time personally when my baby was six months, but I think I would have loved something to kind of engage me and like you said, kind of keep that passion going. And I actually love that idea. And that's something I think people can Mm -hmm. ask for, especially if you have those kind of engaged leaders, I would definitely want to put that together for someone working for me. So and I love it that. consciously reminds them that you're in this and you're coming back and, you know, you've got big career goals for yourself. Um, and that never hurts to have that conversation and address that. And I think you and I are having this conversation with the context of like Canadian mat leaves, right? Which are typically yes. a year or now 18 months. But some people, you know, especially our friends in the U.S. are taking their, they have 12 weeks. So, you know, that conversation might look a little bit different there. Um, and then even in Canada, like some women choose to have a much shorter maternity leave or mm-hmm. um, share the parental leave. So I think it's just so, it's such a gift to yourself and everyone around you for you to just own what feels right for you and what, or what your circumstances will commit and be direct in that conversation so you can get the most out of it. Yes, definitely. I was curious to hear switching gears a little bit here how are you doing as a family during this kind of wild time how are you guys finding it what are some Mm -hmm. things you're doing to help cope isn't the right word I like to say thrive in this time but yeah what are some of the things you're noticing as a family yeah I would say what are we noticing I think that 
it's been a real opportunity to slow down. And that is such a gift and can be uncomfortable too, right? Because you're kind of like, oh, okay, right. We have to be really present with each other and <laughs> there's nothing but time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, like I started with my sons in the morning. We go, we start the day, like I have a little morning routine and then I come down and we go for a bike ride in the mornings. We've never done that. And we spend an hour aimlessly and I don't bring my phone with me because like everybody I need is right here. Yeah, you don't um, need it. Exactly. And so even just that small act of like being without my phone and being with my kids is it's, it's monumental. Like the shift I've seen, how much more present I am with them, how much more engaged they are with me, the conversations we have and just that release of nowhere to be, but right here. So that's been awesome. I think, you know, they're both in school, so I'm meant to be homeschooling and not really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) We do kind of some things like we'll do a bit of a little bit of stuff. I'll write letters or do pictures or do a tiny bit of math, but it's super loosey goosey here and I'm not putting pressure on us to get into a really strict schedule with it. Um, and then with dinner, you know, like I'll cook and then sometimes Jack will be like, Hey, I feel like we should DoorDash. And I'm like, yeah, I'm super down with that. Like DoorDash for it to me. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Where are we ordering um, from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think we're just coping by just taking the pressure off and um feeling our way through it. Absolutely. And kind of shifting those expectations, I think has been really important for me. Um, And I love what you said about the slowing down because I Mm. have thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I've taken the time to reflect because I've noticed that shift and then I'm reflecting thinking like, holy shit, I I do rush around a lot. I'm rushing to take my kid to this activity. Then I'm rushing home to work and then I'm, you know, I just feel like I could use a lot less of that when all this is over. I, totally. I think it's going to be a major reset for everybody because we're going to see, we're just, we were just on this hamster wheel and nothing matters. <laughs> like, um, I actually it? have like a balcony off, off my bedroom, like on the second floor, there's like a little balcony of my bedroom. You know how you have that on the monster bedroom. I've never sat out there before. And now <laughs> every morning I have a cup of tea and I sit out there and do nothing. I just sit there and it's such a beautiful way to start the day. <laughs> yes. The slow mornings, I right? I do think really sets the day out, sets the tone. Mm-hmm. You move through the day a little more calmly, but it's nice that we're kind of, you know, showed this way now. Agreed. Yeah. I love it. Totally agree. <laughs> and something I've been leaning on a lot during this time is my meditation practice. So I know yes. that's something that you're really passionate about as well. So I'd love to hear how that kind of started for you and have yes. have you changed your relationship now during this time? It's a little more stressful in the world. Has anything right. Yes. Wow. That's a really good call. Um, I feel that most people find meditation during a rock bottom moment. Like <laughs> nobody, nobody at like the height of like fun vibes is like, oh, it's so amazing. 
dating very <laughs> few people. That is so true. Here. So I was going through a real rock bottom moment in my life. I was going through like a very big shift in my relationship and our family structure. And that was a practice that really I turned to and I was able to really dive deep into and really supported me. And um, it just helped me build a really strong foundation from the inside for maybe the first time. And that has been such a core um, element of my life since that. So that was a few years ago, but it has just kind of kept building since then. And I did my um, teacher training in meditation last year, maybe. And now I do a lot of workshops and host a lot of um, more events. But, but for me, it's a daily practice. It is a really grounding and like precious time to just connect in and just be still and just check in with myself. Um, and I think that a lot of people are now seeing the benefits of it. I think it's more now that science lends so much credibility to it and can back it up and we can walk you through the changes that happen in your brain. It gives it it gives access to it for more people where they're like, okay, yes. now I'll look at this differently. Like a lot more businesses um, have reached out to me to do a session with them or do a workshop with them. And I think there's a big opening in the corporate world to incorporate this. And, you know, even just from baseline, um, their baseline wins, like it improves your accuracy. You're going to perform better. You're going to have lower levels of stress and anxiety. So businesses are like, great, our benefits will go down. People will make less mistakes. They'll like yeah. each other more. But, you know, the true gift of it is, um, you know, when we have human beings that can regulate themselves and their emotions, they are able to show up more. They're going to be nicer to people. They're going to be more compassionate and empathetic. And these are the real leadership skills of the future. Yes, that is so true. And I think one thing I've loved, too, is seeing how it kind of grows with you. Okay. I've only really see, I wouldn't say seriously, but you know, been consistent at it for just under two years, I would say. And it's cool to see, you know, you have those shifts and you just get into different levels of it. So I think it can always kind of grow and evolve with okay. you. Yeah. Yes. And you know, like it can be so simple. Like sometimes we put it out here, but, and it's like, Oh, I have to be a monk on a cliff and like, you know, be quiet for eight hours but that's not it like sometimes it's just taking a deep breath and you know putting your hand on your heart before you respond to an email that triggers you or before you snap back at your kids and it's such a practice like you never are you're still a human in all of it right so it's just a tool that you can incorporate to support you with those things yes I love that and for your kids, have you introduced them to any kind of meditation? As I yeah. haven't, I, I, my kid is not old enough really yet. I'm sure I could do little things, but yeah, I would love to hear what you do with them. Yeah. Like I've definitely introduced them to it and they'll do it at school where they kind of do mindful breathing, like before they come in, after they come in from lunch, you know, like to just like ground. So I do it a little bit with them, but I mostly just let them um observe me you know like mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sit them down and be like close your eyes and meditate because they're 
they're little boys, but I do often, they do see me do it all the time and they see the way I live my life. So I'm hoping that is enough for them to be like, oh, this, it might be a good tool. Um, but I, I offer it to them in other ways. Like they both play hockey. And so I'll get them to connect, you know, and for them, like that's a meditation. Like when they're, you know, skates hit the ice, they're, everything goes silent. And so I get them to, make those connections right and you yes. know like that that's your time where you're completely at peace or where the world stops and you just get in your flow like that's meditation right yes the kind of like everyday mindfulness you are opening their minds up to and kind of yes. I like I love you're connecting it to things they are already kind of experiencing that yeah, with. totally and very get cool them to notice it right so I'll ask them like what does it feel like when you're the skates at the ice they're like ah oh, it feels like I'm at home but with skates on and I'm like ah oh, <laughs> interesting you know like yeah yeah totally I love that really simple for them yes that is that is great well before we wrap up here I would like to take the opportunity to thank you so much for being so open and just sharing such amazing things I really appreciate you for that you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. And before we get to the final two questions, where is the best place for people to find you, connect with you? Yeah. So my Instagram is at Tessie Sloan, so T-E-S-S-Y-S-L-O-A-N-E. And then of course at 1111talent, um, which is at 1111 spelled out talent on yes. Instagram. Awesome. So thinking back over the last week or so, what has been your biggest mom fail or mom learning, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, and then we'll end on the positive. What's been your biggest mom win? Okay. Okay. So I would definitely say, like I mentioned earlier, my biggest mom fail would be homeschooling. I'm just not into it. I'm really trying, but it's not my thing. Um, and my biggest mom win, I think, would be, you know, like, just going with the flow and, like, those mornings where we just take off for an hour without any phones and, you know, I've just let, I've taken the pressure off everything. Like, obviously, they're in bedrooms, but they're, like, every night, they're like, can we sleep in your room? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. So we all sleep in my bed. You know, just, <laughs> just taking this time to be with them fully. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much again. It was awesome having you and look forward to connecting more. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Em. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.